Rich. Hey, Paul. Let's imagine my name is Jeff. Okay. And uh, I hey, am. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I'm a young guy. I'm, I'm in my 20s. Okay. And I, oh, I might have a college degree. I might have an associate's degree. And I have a job and I have friends and I go to work, et cetera, et cetera. And I okay. have, I've been reading stuff on the internet. I've been watching YouTube videos and I'm coming to you as my advisor, as the Audi and Ford advisors. Okay. And I got to tell you, like I grew up, went to church. My dad used to read the paper. He watches a lot of Fox news. Got to tell you that, man, my friend's been sending me these YouTube links and it's about how there's mm -hmm. like all this stuff going on in the world where, where these people kind of run the world and they, they go, I can't remember what it's called, like Bohemian Grove and, and the Illuminati, and which I know is like a joke. Jeff. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I, I don't know. My girlfriend broke up with me. So there's like a lot going on in my life, but you know, when I go home, I have, I just like get online and like, you know, I play Call of Duty for a while and then, you know, ding. And somebody's like, check this video out. And so mm. my head is like all scrambled, man. So mm. I don't really know what, what to do. Jeff, let me think about this for a bit and call you back tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Paul. Hey, Rich, what's going on? I just spoke to your cousin, Jeff. He's not doing too great. <sighs> There's a lot of weirdness going on in the family. I, I don't know what to say to him. So I was kind of hoping you could help him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think he's heading down uh, a path and it's actually leading to a subject that I've done a ton of thinking about because it, it, it really confused me when it first kicked in. I would say 2015, 2016, where it really started to ramp up. And that is just how conspiracy theories take hold. Um, did a lot of reading, did a lot of kind of thinking, and I want to share a framework on how to spin up a wickedly strong, adhesive, viral conspiracy theory. Wait a minute. That's exactly the opposite of why I wanted you to talk to my cousin. Yeah, but I, let's, let's see if we can get to your cousin before he falls too far into the hole. All right. So you're going to make me an evil conspiracy? I'm going to tell you the, the ingredients necessary, the recipe, Paul, for a good, solid conspiracy theory. First thing you need, the subject, the target. Let me call them a target for a moment, Jeff. Uh, it isn't in a great place. Either didn't come from a great place, meaning difficult family background, just a rough environment, such that... You know, there's also the person's individual psychology, but such that things aren't great and they're seeking a clarity or a bit of an explanation on why their situation isn't great, why they're stuck. Um, let me put it that way. Um, can you be well off and comfortable and fall into a conspiracy theory? Absolutely. It's a context that can come out of anywhere. But a lot of the time, it's vulnerable people. And when I say vulnerable, I don't mean fragile and delicate. I mean susceptible to conspiracy theory. So it sounds like Jeff's not doing super. He told me that his girlfriend just broke up with him. Um, I think he's been at the same job for a while. Jeff's doing okay, though. He's got Xbox. He's got a car. He's got a nice apartment. Okay. He had a girlfriend. I wait, mean, wait, what, wait. What? Xbox Series X or the old one? old one 
All right. All right. We're starting to see things here. All right. No. Okay. Look, does that lead to you falling into a conspiracy theory, theory hole? No. Does it, is it a component? Yes. You have to be open and vulnerable to it to take it in. Now, Jeff gets on the internet and the internet is ready to feed you whatever you're willing to kind of meander towards, right? Like there, it's not mainstream. In fact, the fringes are fascinating places on the internet and there are a lot of bad places and there's a lot of things that get shared that um, there's an explanation for why he's in the situation he's in and why the world is the way it is. By the way, it doesn't have to be personal. The world's scary, man. We can see it warts and all these days. Every bit of it. And so you want explanation and the internet will give you the why. And it'll speak in authoritative terms, right? It'll speak in absolute terms. Let me let me say two things to respond to that. So one is I like to listen to old radio programs, especially old news programs. Something about it really appeals to me. And when you listen to a news program, regular everyday CBS evening news from World War II, it's like wreckage everywhere. It's just, well, ten, we, we don't expect more than 10% of our pilots to die. Yeah. That's the yeah. good news. That's the good yeah. news. The bad news is that Poland has been destroyed, right? So, yeah. so human, there are precedents. We just happen to live in an era of unprecedented calm and prosperity in the West, while that stability is not equally distributed around the globe. And I think what's happening is just more and more and more is surfacing and you're starting to see the tensions like people blame social media. And I think this is my second point. There is a reality, which is that you used to have to if you wanted to be into a conspiracy back in the day, you did send away for things from the back of magazines yeah. and get them <laughs> mailed to you. It, it was hard to get the raw material. And then if, yeah, you wanted, yeah, yeah. if you wanted to share your thoughts, you had to make pamphlets, photocopy them, and hand them out outside of Tower Records to people who would make fun of you. <laughs> right, so, right. So well, hard to broadcast back out to the world. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the fundamental mechanism, sure, the internet makes publishing and sharing stuff a lot easier or making your own YouTube videos. Yeah. The fundamental mechanism is SEO because I can yeah. type in the words, what? runs the world, right? Yes. And yes. A yes. search engine will say, well, you know, most people think it's the UN, but, and then, you know, I, yeah. I hit that, that one wrong link that the, the search engine can't well, tell. Or it got shared with you. Like Jeff's been getting links from his friends. It just takes that one buddy at work or that one guy who you love, yeah. you both love Call of Duty, right? And yeah. yeah. boom, so, here we go. All right, so the, 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 the tools are out there, right? There's mechanisms to share information. There's always somebody ready to write up a, you know, a crazy theory about how, why the world is the way it is, but then it's back to Jeff. And there's two key ingredients, key components to Jeff buying in, right? The first is a, it's psychological, and it's a phenomena called apophenia. Okay, apophenia, that's my fear of dropping my iPhone, correct? Incorrect, but you shouldn't try to drop your iPhone. You shouldn't drop your iPhone. Yes, that is incorrect, Paul. Um, there's a great article. 
by a guy named Reed Berkowitz. It's on Medium. It's called A Game Designer's Analysis of QAnon, right? And I thought he was going to like take down QAnon bit by bit. And instead, he shares a lesson or actually a, a pitfall that he's learned as a game designer. I'm actually going to read you a paragraph. Great. In one of the very first experience fictions, experience fictions are a type of game where it's kind of open world and you, you sort of nudge the user along, the gamer along, but it's kind of open, right? In one of the very first experience fictions I ever designed, the players had to explore a creepy basement looking for clues. The object they were looking for was barely hidden, and the clue was easy. Like, it was Scooby-Doo easy. I definitely expected no trouble in this part of the game, but there was trouble. I didn't know it then, but its name was Apophenia. Apophenia is the tendency to perceive a connection or meaningless, meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things. As the participants started searching for, the, searching for the hidden object on the dirt floor were little random scraps of wood. How could that be a problem? And what he found when he was testing the game is the gamers kept looking at patterns in the scraps of wood and saying, oh, look, that's an arrow pointing to the wall on the left. And they would get stuck. And meanwhile, this guy's designed a whole world just outside the door. But everyone felt a connection that felt a, a I'm going to say, dopamine hit that they had found something and connected dots. Look, humans are pattern finders. As you're saying this, I'm suddenly reminded, I had a friend 15 years ago, and I, I believe this story, okay? He was hanging out with somebody at a bar, his, a coworker, and then he went home and he, he lived in a tiny one-room apartment and he threw his coat on the bed, at which point the coworker's single blonde hair fell onto his pillow. Yeah, that's life. Hairs fall around. But then his girlfriend came over. She was a brunette. There's a long blonde hair on your pillow, right? And, and he had a very good explanation. It happened to be true, but she was looking for that pattern at that phase in their relationship. She was not going to let that go. Well, it's interesting. It's one of the, the hallmarks of a good, a good conspiracy theory is you put the burden on the other person to disprove it. He was founding himself that the burden of proof was now him trying to explain that it's not true. You're telling me a blonde hair magically appeared on your pillow. I mean, it probably took some work. It probably took some work. So it, it did. Yeah. And so that, that sort of satisfaction of finding those patterns, it's, we seek it out. It feels really good to connect the dots where no one saw, everyone just saw a bunch of dots, but like, watch this, I'm going to connect these dots and it's going to make the shape of a unicorn. That's satisfying, but there's another component to it. And that's also fueled by the internet, which is there's a social dynamic, which is when you share that pattern that you matched back out into a, a group of people and they validate it, an incredibly strong bond is created because they share this common understanding. If it is the most rapid fire way to create a belief system, Religions need hundreds of years to create belief systems, and you can do it in the most efficient, rapid way possible. So, okay, I solved something, Scooby-Doo style, and I found a group of people who are validating and building on it. By the way, one of the hallmarks of QAnon is it, it's like it's fractal. People just add stuff to it, and they say, of course, add it to the diagram, right? 
Why? Because that is you effectively validating and contributing back into that little community, right? And it's, it's very powerful. Here's what's tricky, and here's where it's hard to advise Jeff. It's a continuum. I'll, I'll give you an example. You're a religious person. I am not. We both actually have... Mildly religious. I don't go to church, but yes, I, I, I believe in something. Okay, I don't. And so, like, you would think, like, I don't know, you have a set of beliefs that are really different from mine, and in that one regard, right? And, like, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm never going to try to convince you otherwise, or vice versa. Like, so that, that it's you not, seem, It's not tearing us apart. <laughs> it's not tearing us apart. And it seems to be that you can have healthy yeah. relationships with just about anybody, including people who don't share your beliefs, okay? You're, you're, we can all be in the same club. Now, I don't go to church with you when you do go to church, but regardless, I grew up in church all good. Now, go a little further. I grew up at one point, uh, my family went evangelical, and that church was way more insular. People, outsiders were not as welcome. And I went to that church, and the minister was really the center of everybody's life. Okay, but even there, you're still going to the store. You're still seeing friends. You might be talking about weird stuff at church, but you're People still are part different. of different. We accept our differences. You're part of the community. But now we go a little bit further, right? And I'm going to like, I'll fast forward all the way to the end, which is I spend all my day trying to prove that Sandy Hook was a hoax. Like there was a profile of a woman who does that and it, you read it and you go, that's the worst person in the world. She is, she is cruel. And she believes something that is reprehensible mm. and she is brutal mm. to suffering people. And there is no good reason for it. Right. So, right. So like, where do we, how do we talk about this stuff then? Because there's all kinds of conspiracies. Mm. Democrats believe things, Republicans believe things mm. about each other that mm. actually point to conspiracies. If you're yes. a Republican, you think Democrats are sitting around a table planning to, to, to like sipping blood. Yeah. And they're, they're going to add gender to yeah. the water supply, right? Like, it's yeah. just like you get into that stuff. Yeah. So we're all, we all have our own conspiratorial biases. Situate me in there. Like where, where does this begin and end for you? Where, where does it start mm. to become a problem? Why do you and I get along and accept our differences where if you try to even approach the, the rational, a rational discussion with a, like a, a conspiracy theorist, it's pretty ugly, right? And here's the thing. The more bizarre and crazy it is, right, the more powerful the defensiveness and the backlash that comes out the other way. Why? Because it's actually, when it's crazy, it's fragile. It's actually quite delicate, right? And, and it feels like if you just take that one peg out of the big giant structure, the whole thing will crumble, right? Mm. And so there's this intense defensiveness, this, this in, 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 intense... Uh, need to protect and actually go on the offensive to protect the, these theories. I, I mean, I, I don't want to judge yet another religion, Scientology, but it's, it's known for like hiring private investigators and like chasing you down in real life if you try to go astray, right? Because they're defending, frankly, a set of constructs that are, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, a little banana cakes, right? Like, and so how do you keep that together? You keep it together by being insular and being very, very protective and defensive about it. Look, people um, believe all kinds of wacky things. When I walk down the street, I look at people and I go, there's a 70% chance you think wizards are real. That is just walking down the street. You know, yeah. wizards are real. Yeah. 
Scientology, I'm like, all right, it's no wackier than anything else. As a stone cold atheist, everybody believes, I, I think everybody believes in weird stuff, but Scientology wants to get you on that boat. They want to put you on that, that, that boat. Put you in international waters. And that, that is <laughs> where I'm like, jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't like religions that are like, hey, if you really want to get into this thing, we're going to need your bank account. We're going to need your wiring info. Yeah. And you got to get on this boat. Get on the boat. Don't, so, don't, don't, don't put me on a boat. There's another key component to what I'm saying here. Why is what's different? And what's different is if you are centered and you, your identity is strong and is pretty together, you don't need this externality, a conspiracy theory or some organization to define you. Really good conspiracy theories, you internalize them. You take from the group and it becomes part of who you are. Like I am Lebanese by birth, an American citizen. I lean left. Um, I, uh, I'm Catholic, but you know, by birth, et cetera, et cetera. So I have these things that I identify as part of my identity. Good conspiracy theories, really effective ones. You don't just buy into it. It becomes part of who you are. And so when you're telling someone that's bananas, you're essentially saying you are bananas and you are incomplete. You are not an entire human being. And that is terrifying. Hey, Rich, it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? You said you'd call me back, man. Um, look, I don't know. I went, I, you didn't call me back. So I went and showed my family some of the stuff I'm watching on YouTube. And my dad like turned off Fox News and he's like now yelling at me. And he says, I, I don't know. I think he's out of it. And like he thinks I'm losing it. And he's like, you can't watch that stuff anymore. Cause mm. I was telling him about banking and he's like, you don't know anything about banking. And, Christmas is going to be messed up. Wait, what's wrong with banking, Jeff? What about banking? Well, it turns out that there are certain groups of people who control all the banks. I was just trying to like figure that out. Bankers? No, not bankers. Anyway, can we move on? Jeff, there's this, there's this YouTube channel that I like that I, I know you've been on YouTube a lot. It's called channel five. It's, it's this guy named Andrew Callahan. What's great about this channel, Jeff, is he's not yelling at anybody. He's actually let, he's just hearing these people out. And what you're going to find if you watch a few of these is um, a certain pattern around people who are actually in a lot of pain. They're in a really tough place because they're feeling really alone because they bought into a lot of theories and they're feeling like the whole world's kind of bailing on them. Families are getting torn apart um, and it's pretty rough. Um, and, And I think what's great about it is that he doesn't explain to them why they're wrong. He doesn't ever do that. He just sort of lets him talk. And I think you could you can kind of gain some perspective here if you check these out. Um, All right, I'm going to go watch them. I, I like YouTube, and that makes sense to me. All right, I'll talk to you later. Paul, I have a question for you. Go for it. We just explained how these things come to be, how people get have fall into the hole. How do you get them out? This stuff is tearing families apart. I I like your idea of, hey, go watch Channel 5. Here's why. I, I explain things sometimes for a living, and I don't think in 20 plus years I've ever actually convinced anyone of anything. I've merely <laughs> given people. Ever. <laughs> for real. Like, I, I've given people information. Yeah. That they can use. So I, you can't I, talk them out of it? You can't you, say, man, what are you doing? Just get off the internet. This is crazy talk. No Does one that has not a, work? 
No, no one's been convinced of anything. And I think, in fact, if you say you're out of my life and I hate you for what you believe, you actually reinforce that. They go, well, there you go. That's what it's like out there. People, people are so scared of the truth that my own family won't talk to me anymore because they're so scared of the truth. Right. It just gets it, worse and worse. So well, Christmas dinner, what do you do? They're coming over. I've watched a family that's close to me go through this, through QAnon and through Trump and through all the stuff. And people were at each other's throats for a long time. Mm. And I'm seeing it calm down. People are starting to get together for Christmas. Can you that's okay. Have, can you have a drink together? Can you just let them see the yeah. kids and then go for That's it. All you yeah. can do. And this is the yeah. sadness. And if you look on like the Reddit groups for, for people who are trying to get their families out of QAnon, or you look at mm. historically mm. Cult, culty programming, it doesn't work. Yeah. They it takes have a to long want time. It. Yeah. The system, it takes a long time. It's built in. It's like asking someone to stop being a University of Michigan Wolverines fan. Yep. I think to build on what you're saying here, I think this is less about them believing in a bunch of stuff and more about how much they invested in it and it becoming a big part of who they are. And I think one of the things they fear, one of the, it's just terrifying, is that, oh my God, I'm going to be an empty shell of myself if you take this out. If you actually unplug this part, I have to start over. And that is scary and terrifying. I don't think people actually... They don't think that way. Let me let me do it this way. Paul, you can no longer use a web browser, right? You you love technology. No more technology for you. You get to write with pencil and paper and use a landline phone. And I'm going to go, that is so boring. I would really not enjoy that. That seems terrible. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay. That's fair. what you're saying. You're saying all the things that stimulate, excite, and connect you to your peer group and let you feel that you are in control of the world. For me, that's technology. Like that's what technology is for. All those things are going to get taken away from you uh, because I think they're not good for you. You know what that person's going to do? They're going to say, they're going to put their middle finger up. They're going to yep. go to hell with it. Yep. Um, so it, it can only give them flame a hug, out. Paul, give, just give them a hug at Christmas dinner. I mean, say it's the, good to see you. The the contemporary ideology is that you should only scream. But no, I'm still of the opinion that kindness and respect, as well as saying, I'm really sorry you believe that. Mm -hmm. I find it really sad. Mm -hmm. You can say tough things. You can say tough things and they won't care. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You can represent yep. yourself as a moral person. And you can also just go, hey, I love you and I hope this works out. I have one piece of advice, and it's not for young people or people who are bought into conspiracy theories or are on terrible websites. You know who it's for, Paul? Tell me. The people that are influential, that are influencers, journalists, publishers, uh, people who are savvy with social media. Um, I think over the last seven, eight years, People um, understood these mechanisms really well. They're kind of come out of marketing, like really good, savvy, viral marketing. And they leverage them for political gains, for, um, for, other, for monetary gains. And I, I think we do have a choice and we do have, um, uh, I think we can do better in terms of how manipulative we can be with these tools, right? And and it doesn't need to be that way. We we had a president that won based on that exact playbook. Um, I'm not even getting into 
whether it's a good or bad person or whatnot, that is a marketer who learned how to manipulate lots and lots of people. Okay. We can do better. But but let me throw this back at you. I actually think we are. I think, you know, you know mm. what you don't hear a lot about anymore? Facebook. Mm. You don't True. hear, Facebook seems to have gone, you know what, we're going to turn the dial down. We're going to just, no more of these bad ads. We're going to get rid of this misinformation. Yeah. And so I, the, whatever does go- seem calmer, right? It does seem calmer. The waters are calmer. Let's see what happens with the next presidential election. You do hear a lot about Twitter where everything you just described, it seems like Elon Musk is doing the opposite and stoking. I mean, he, he, yeah, he picked up the playbook, right? That's and right. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. And, and, uh, here we are. Um, I, I, don't i'm not going to get into whether it's bad good what the rationale or reasoning is behind it but that's clearly the same playbook it's hard to deny it's not the same playbook it is maybe we should just give up and start a conspiracy how about a conspiracy that says that if you eat blueberries you're going to be a happier person why can't we have that kind of conspiracy paul you know there's no reason why i'm going to go downstairs and see if i have any blueberries go eat some Check us out at ziadiford.com. Subscribe in all the usual podcast places. Give us five stars because five is better than four. Um, write, in a, write a review if you like. Um, also, hit us up. How do they reach out to us, Paul? Send an email to hello at ziadiford.com, Z-I-A-D-E-F-O-R-D.com. Check us out on Twitter at ziadiford.com. Still figuring out how to make it work on Mastodon. And anything else, you know how to get in touch, everybody. Have a lovely week. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye.